Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside Big Daddy, Mac Daddy, <laughs> Santa Claus, Pete Robertson. Yeah, right? I had a hat on earlier, so I took you it off. You did, so I was thinking yeah. Santa. You know why I took it off, though, right? Um... No, because you want to show off your massive hair. Yeah, because you know how I am with my hair. You know, it needs to, the hat makes me have flathead. You You have good hair. Yeah. I mean, most of the people your age have no hair or they have a big bald spot on the top of their head. But no, you you are blessed with good hair. When I go to the barbershop, they cut it and they always say, well, every single barber is like, oh, you have such thick hair because I have them thin it afterwards because I have one side of my head poofs. I mean, it gets like real big. And if I don't cut my hair... I can move my head like this and it moves like, like a wave. You're talking about the hair, not that your head gets real big, Well, that too. Anyway, it's both. And and I already have a big round face as it is. And so when I have big hair with a big round face, I look a bowling ball. Oh my God. Bowling. Oh, you want to talk about bowling? How much would, how much would my head, how much would my head weigh? Um, I don't know. If you watch Jerry Maguire, the little boy tells you how much headways it does yeah but your head's bigger than the yeah. humor head so. i mean i literally am a bowling ball right so i'm like a 12 pounder or 16 pounder probably <laughs> 20 pounder who knows oh mercy See, we could talk bowling on this show you yeah. you know you know a thing or two about a thing that. or two about yeah. bowling so you've been bowling uh you ever bowl like a christmas tournament or anything like that we used to in college we did we did because the schools are out for Christmas break, mm-hmm. it was a big time of year. So every year we would go, they had um, what they call tier one events where like you got the most points for bowling those. Yeah. They would have four of them over the Christmas break. Yeah. And they would always have two in Vegas and two in Jersey. So most schools would pick one of the two places to go. So I think Vegas was usually the week before Christmas and then Jersey was the week after Christmas. So we'd usually, one. And I, but I think one year we went to all four of them. Huh. Kind of crazy. If you need points, because you got to rally up points to get to postseason. So they that's did. People, so, that's why people go so to the So like my one. sport, baseball, we never did like Christmas stuff. Oh. When I played football, obviously that was, you know, we did in the, in the December was kind of like CIF. We called it CIF or the playoffs or whatever it was during with football season. But for baseball, we never did. I never played ball in in December well, it's the or Christmas. Time. You don't play baseball in the winter. Well, in California, though, I guess, or in Florida, I'm, well, in I'm Florida, sure you can. We started, baseball season usually started in the spring for us. Yeah. I mean, we had. We, we would usually have tryouts, I think, in January or February, and then we would play through, like. We always had, like, a Connie Mack league if we weren't in, like, organized sports. We would have, like, there's different leagues or different tournaments throughout the year, but never at Christmas time. No. No, that was my off season. That's good. Yeah. That was fun. That brings back some good memories of you. Yeah, bowling at Christmas. Yeah, bowling at Christmas. Did you ever time. wear a Santa hat? Um, I probably didn't, but yeah. I'm sure people were. Do you? Does there people that uh, dress up as Santa and bowl? No, they don't do that. This is like this was competitive. This is serious. You're representing your why, school. But why can't you, you wear know, Santa like if, stuff and be serious? Well, you ever see your U.S. your USC quarterback? Would he dress up? Is he going to dress up as a as Santa Claus and well, play to, the bowl game? No, but. No, I, it's I the same. I still think it's a good idea. They should. <laughs> <laughs> you should have fun with it, I, or like an elf. <gasps> yeah, I know him. <laughs> How many times have you watched Elf this season? We've only watched. We've turned it on the other day for a few minutes. 
Yeah, I haven't sat and watched the whole thing, but it, it, I've seen clips. The time that I watched was when he first met his real dad and he came up and he asked him to sing for him because <laughs> he thought he was. An I, love you, I love you. I love you. Because he thought it was a, a singing telegram. Sing a, sing a telegram. Uh, twice I've been flipping through channels and it's been that part where he's like at the subway eating the gum off the rail. Oh, my God. So gross. <laughs> I'm like, I got to turn it up. Well, you know, I my kids did that, though. Oh, it's yeah. so disgusting. I mean, I can't tell you. I'm trying to think. I know for sure my son did. or And my daughter, Faith, did. Yeah. Calling them out. Yeah. Oh, take yeah. it. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, they would literally try to eat it and chew it. So their immune systems are pretty solid then. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. They, they, are probably, now, anyway. they probably got sick after they didn't know it. <laughs> But that is kind of gross. Oh, that is really gross. Well, Merry Christmas, Pete. Yeah, yeah it's exciting. And Christine, she's here. She's not on the mic today, but she's always here. Yeah, she's watching. She's always watching. She's that's, always uh, watching. She has never missed a show. That's Monsters, Inc. right there. So she's watching <laughs> whatever that Marge. Oh, movie. I know. I yeah, know what yeah. you're talking about. That's one of I love going to that thing at Disney. Yeah. Which one is Oh, yeah, the one. Monsters, uh, Inc. Or, yeah. They do like a, a show, like a live comedy show. Yeah. And uh, it's fun. You can text in like questions or your own knock knock jokes or something. Yeah, do you have any good Christmas knock knock yeah. jokes? Yeah, I don't either. No. That's at Disney World, by the way. So everybody's asking, what Disney? Well, it's not like Disneyland, who are West Coast. Or Disney Paris. No. Or Tokyo. I don't know about or that. Shanghai. Never been to those ones. I haven't either. One day, maybe. <laughs> who knows? Never say never. Well, we're going to do a show today. Anything yeah, else you want to talk about? No, I mean, I'm just, I'm happy. I mean, Christmas is, I, you know, to me, every day is Christmas because we talk about the birth of Christ so much, you know, it's just, it's just a part of our, our lingo, I do guess. We, do we talk about the birth of Christ well, that much? We talk about Jesus in, in all the general, time. Yeah. But, but do it, we talk about baby Jesus that often? I mean, no, no, <laughs> sweet baby Jesus. But, but we talk about baby Jesus as a grown man a lot. Yeah. But I mean, it's but to me, it's that's Christmas, right? It's Jesus coming incarnate. He's coming in, in human flesh, um, fully God, fully man. And uh, but to me, I, I love Christmas. I love I, I think I think it it materializes the, the world, it say materializes us. Oh, you have to be joyful and happy. You know, some people at Christmas, it's not joyful and happy. Some people have bad memories at Christmas, right? Sure. Some people have PTSD or family members have died. Depressing time for a lot of people. Yeah, or, or something. Or like my mom, my dad's, this is her first Christmas without my dad. That's it's, rough. It's sad, yeah. So we get that part, but it's, but for for the most part, you know, people are trying to be happy or, you know, trying to be joyful or people want to give or serve or help, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, the food kitchen or, you know, want to give presents to people. And to us, that's the essence of, of Christ, right? It's this time of the year. It's like, it's, it's helping people realize that that's how we're to live every day is, you know, such I, a good point. So I think that for me, I think that's what comes out because we get to talk about it with people. And you, I think you said it in our prep is that a lot of people during this time of the year are okay with singing, you know, silent night, you know, yeah. where before they're, they're going to fight it, but now you know, it's tradition. They're going to be okay with it. Or when they're talking about the manger scene or, or, you know, even having a conversation about Jesus. Yeah. I think it came to me in the, during our prayer time, we we're just talking about the, how people are more open to, the things of Christ during this time there. And rightfully so. Hey, you know what? I, there was a question I wanted to ask you, and I forgot to ask you earlier, so I'll just ask you live on the show, put you All on right. the spot. Yeah. In first century 
Israel. Yeah. You think people celebrated birthdays? Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, did they have birthday parties? Did, did they go to the bowling alley with their kids and, you know, stuff like that? I mean, I know there were no bowling alleys. I know that today they do in Israel. They celebrate birthdays. Yeah. So, so the reason I bring that up yeah. is like if they celebrated birthdays, like Jesus's first birthday would have been the first Christmas or second Christmas, I guess. That's a great question. But I don't know that yeah. they celebrated birthdays back then. And maybe that's why no. No, we'll get into that later. I'll yeah. So that's, let's do this. Let's, uh, for next week's show, we'll find out and we'll answer it. But listen next week and we'll try to let's see if we'll they try to... where, when did we start celebrating birthdays? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see. Maybe did Moses celebrate his birthday? I don't know. I it never really talks about it, nope. does it? I've never but read we know, about it. But we know that they know how old they were. Yeah. So they must have done something. There must have been some sort I of wonder. tick that they checked off. Every year. Can you imagine Methuselah's birthday cake? Can we open? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was going to say, do we like cut off a, a piece of nail and we can count the rings around it or something that tells us how old we are? I mean, is there something like that on our bodies? No. No. Just thinking. Or is there a hair? Can we look at a follicle on our hair? But back then they wouldn't have had that. Or would they? They did. DNA you know, test. 23 and me. I know that they were very smart. I know that there were still geniuses then as there are geniuses today. Sure. Anyway, yeah, getting off I don't subject. know. These are the crazy things my mind thinks. About. Yeah, we have fun with that. Yeah, yeah. And everybody, everybody that's listening is like, yeah, I want to know. We'll find out. Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, we'll find All right, out. today's show, Pete, is going to be called What Are the Origins of Christmas? That's kind of what got me thinking about birthdays. So I was just wondering if they were thinking about it. Yeah. And when was Jesus born? But before we jump into the show, yeah, let me great. open us up in prayer. Father, as we... Uh, uh, just celebrate the birth of Christ this this holiday, this Christmas season. Oh, I almost said the holiday word, Lord. <laughs> Forgive me for that. This is all about you. I, I know there's some other holidays that go around, but uh, we're celebrating Christmas today, and we're going to talk about that. Lord, I ask that you would just guide our, our conversation, that everything we say would be truthful and bring you glory, and that our listeners would uh, just draw closer to you, maybe learn a little bit something today like, like I have studying for this, Lord. I uh, just ask that you'd bless this show today. Thank you for the people behind the scenes that put this together, put the podcast together, put the, the YouTube videos together. Um, what a blessing they are, Lord. And I just want to thank you for them publicly. In Jesus' name, amen. So I gave you the title of the show, Pete. Yeah. But uh, let me just kind of work into the opening statement. And we'll just run with this. Yeah. So Christmas, as our listeners know, is a popular December holiday celebrated by a large number of people all around the world. Christmas or the Mass of Christ. That came from Catholic, obviously. Has yeah. a lo has long been celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. And the celebration first began to be observed in the early 4th century. That blew me away. I, I guess I just never thought about that before. However, some traditions associated with Christmas actually began as part of a pagan culture. These were Christianized and given new meaning by the church. The exact date of Jesus' birth is unknown, as the Bible does not give specifics as to the dates, either his birth or his conception. For various reasons, the date of December 25th has gained wide acceptance. Today, we're going to discuss how we have come to know December 25th as the date for Christ's birth, and to see if there are any alternative dates. Yeah, I mean, that's a great like opening. That kind of put a context to everything we're talking about. So let me just... You know, Christmas um, started, there was a pagan holiday and the, the, the Romans, and we're going to talk about this a little bit, the Roman culture is what introduced us to 
celebrating, you know, Christ's birth during this time. Um, and that culture really spread throughout all of Europe. And so Europe today, that's where we get a lot of what we do today in American culture is from Europe. So you go to Europe, you're going to find a Christmas tree. You're going to find a lot of the same kind of celebrations we have. Um, they're going to sing a lot of the same songs that we sing. Um, and all the way from, you know, all the Scandinavian countries to the top to Italy down, you're going to find a common theme at Christmas, and that is Christ's birth. Um, and then you're going to find a lot of culture added into it. So like the Scandinavians will add Viking culture and Rome, you know, Italy is going to add, you know, the Roman uh, Catholic culture and just a lot of culture that's going to be added in. And we have our own culture here that we've identified with. And so that's kind of it. You know, it just struck me. Huh. There's there's people all around the world listening to this podcast right now that are like, wait, Jesus wasn't born on December 25th? Because <laughs> that's kind of how it hit me. I'm like, yeah. I never thought about that before. Right. So there's, it, I mean, that's so, funny. so there is a, and we're going to kind of discuss it, but there is a, an argument to when he was actually born, you know? And so how did this all come about? So that's kind of where we're at. But here's what we do know. Uh, how we got December 25th. At the time of Christ, Roman culture already celebrated a holiday in December. It's called Santorinalia, honored the, the god Saturn. So this is where that pagan worship came in and was celebrated from December 17th to about December 24th. So later, the Romans began celebrating Sol Invictus, or the unconquered sun, associated with the winter solstice, and observed it on December 25th where Rome eventually instituted into Christianity, which was about the 300, 315, 350, right, Augusta, uh, as the state religion in the 4th century, the Roman church converted Santorinalia and Sol Invictus to a Christian holiday, the Feast of the Nativity, in order to commemorate Jesus' birth, thus providing a spiritually a positive alternative to a pagan celebration. The sinful customs and debauchery associated with the Santornalia uh, were cleaned up, and some of the customs were observed uh, absorbed into celebration of Christmas. Christ Christians have redeemed December 25th now and have celebrated its birth of Christ ever since the fourth century. So a lot of people thought, oh, no, it came from St. Nick, you know, because of St. Nick, that's where we got it from. No, it started way before that. <laughs> so it's not... It what I heard you say there, it's not necessarily, it's not a pagan holiday. It was kind of something to replace a pagan holiday. Yeah. So, I mean, it originated because they, they were, they looked at the pagan and say, ah, let's change we need our to get rid culture. Of that. <laughs> let's change the culture here and we'll replace it with a Christian. So it originated, you know, during the pagan time, but we, well, you know, what is pagan? Pagan is anything that's worshiping a, another god. So technically Christmas today could be a pagan holiday for people too. Depends on if, the heart. Depends on your heart. And depending on what you worship, what's your idol? What's your God? That's good. Yeah. All right. What is probably the first mention of Jesus's birth on December 25th dates back to the third century when Hippolytus yeah, right. of Rome wrote the first advent of our Lord in the flesh when he was born in Bethlehem was December 25th. Wednesday. Yeah. What's, that's interesting. Yeah. Then the, this is what he wrote. So he wrote this. Um, and, and again, we have, um, we have a lot of writings that we found from the first, second century. Um, but not many of anything that we have give us exact dates of when it was, but he, Hippolytus of Rome 
apparently found something that was inscribed with the advent in Bethlehem in December 25th, which was a Wednesday. This is what he wrote. So we have this all the way back. So we have to take his word for it, um, that that was kind of fact. We don't know this for sure, but that's this is the earliest that we have of of how we've how did the Romans came to this conclusion that December 25th. Was. So he kind of did some research and backed it up. So in the year 336, yeah. he kind of proclaimed December 25th was... Christ's birthday. Right. Okay. So that was called the Philo Clay yeah. calendar. Easy for you to say. Yeah. Representing Roman practice. So that's, so that's, so 336 is kind of, if we want to trace back, what is the earliest that we can, not that when Christians started celebrating it, but what's the earliest writing that we can actually point to? It would be that, hey, December 25th is Christ's birth. It's a, it was a Wednesday. You know, that kind of thing. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, <laughs> but that's pretty close to the actual time. So, I mean, that's within 300 years, right? So, um, but the date of birth of Jesus is not stated in the Gospels. That's that's what we pull from. Darn right? it. That would make it a lot easier. Or any historical sources. But most biblical scholars generally accept a date of birth between 6 BC and 4 BC. I think it might even be earlier than that. It might be 3 BC. Um, but the year in which King Herod died. So that's what they're basing it on. It would of. be later, not earlier. So yeah. So we yeah, right. <laughs> so we have so we so we can we can know King Herod's death because we have records of it. So the Rome's actually historical record evidence um have that, but the historical evidence is too incomplete to allow us to definitive dating, but the year is estimated through different approaches. We know King Herod died in three BC? Right around that area. So but again, there's um um, through history, I know there's been a few things that have been lost in history. So we have like gaps and we're going to talk about this either in this week's show or the next week's show. There's gaps sometimes, um, in our dating process. Like what happened to this year? You know, we don't know or two years or what happened. So that's kind of why we have to estimate exactly when things are. All right. All right. Let's dive into these different approaches. Let's start by Analyzing references to the known historical facts mentioned in the narrative in the nativity accounts in the Gospels of Luke and of Matthew, working backwards from the estimation of the the start of the ministry of Jesus and astrological. We're going to talk about stars, oh, astrological, yeah. astrological and astronomical alignments. The common Christian tradition dating of the birth date of Christmas or of Christmas of Jesus was December twenty fifth, a date first asserted officially by Pope Julius in 350 AD, although this claim is dubious and otherwise unfounded. Um, the day or season has been estimated by various methods, including the description of shepherds watching over their... Yeah, so, I mean, back then, they used the stars in a major way. I mean, that's how they... And in, in the full moons and, and shepherd cycles and Sabbaths, and there were so many different ways that they measured time. So and they, didn't, they didn't have Apple Watches? They didn't have the same thing we have today. So we have to, in order to fully understand the exact dates of things, we have to go back to the culture and see how they identified certain elements, certain time frames, And that's how we come to our conclusions. And we can kind of give estimates of when things actually took place. But the nativity accounts in the New Testament, Gospels of Matthew and Luke, do not mention a date or time of the year of the birth of Jesus. Carl Rayner states that authors of the Gospels generally focused on theological elements rather than historical chronologies. 
both Luke and Matthew associate Jesus' birth with a time of Herod the Great. So we know that. That's fact, right? So Matthew 2, 1 states that Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. That's a fact. We can base that. So now we can have now a generality. So now let's look at history. Let's look at what we have based off of that fact that we know. We know the Bible is true. We can trust the Bible. It's never been proven wrong. So we can take that. So he also implies that Jesus could have been as much as two years old at the time of the visit of the Magi, because Herod ordered the murder of all boys up to an age of two years. They call that massacre of the innocents. That's when you, if you want to do research on that, type in massacre of the innocents and you can find it. I did a whole download of that and just researched it. But in accordance with the time, he had learned from the Magi. So Matthew 2.16 is, is, gives us context there. In addition, in the phrase about 30 in Luke 3.23 is interpreted to mean 32 years old. This could fit a date of birth just within the reign of Herod, who died in 4 BC, according to most scholars. Hmm. So there you go. So it's it's Jesus probably was two or three years old before the BC, AD, BC thing started. And we're going to talk about that to go in context even more, because that's probably like, what? Even that confuses yeah. me, right? Yeah. Because I thought it was before Christ. So, you, yeah. you know, I always thought Christ was born in zero. That was, yeah. that was the defining line. Yeah, we're going to get into But we that. added that later, so yeah. we'll talk about that. All right, Luke yeah. one five mentions the reign of Herod shortly before the birth of Jesus. This Herod died in 4 BC. This, again, we know from other historical documents. Yeah, not just the Bible. Not yeah. just the Bible. Luke 2, 1 and 2 also places the birth during a census decreed by Caesar Augustus. When Quirinus... Oh, Quir Quirinus? Right, yeah. okay. Quirinus, yeah. So when Q was governing <laughs> Judah... Some interpreters of Luke determined that this was the census of Q, yeah. which the Jewish historian Josephus described as taking place circa AD 6 in his book Antiquities, uh, Antiquities of the Jews, right. written in AD 93. By indicating that Serenus and Q began to, be the, began to be the governor of Syria in AD 6, and that the census took place during his tenure sometime between AD 6 and 7. Yeah, so the so we know that Q didn't originate with Donald Trump. That came way back. <laughs> different Q, <laughs> much different Q. Oh my gosh, what were we talking about? Luke one five. Oh, um, sorry, Jesus sorry. being born. Yeah. But since Herod died a decade before the census, which is in eighty six, um, or six or seven most scholars of luke 2 1 through 2 and generally accept a date of birth between 6 and 4 bc this is for um jesus on the other hand a census was not a unique event in the roman empire for example tertullian argued and this is um tertullian was one of the um earliest um apostles or disciples that we have okay so he was probably first or second century argue that a number of consensus uh, senses were performed throughout the warmer world under Centius Santorinus Ninus. So we'll call him S at the same time. <laughs> double, double S. <laughs> Some biblical scholars and commentaries believe that the two accounts can be harmonized, arguing that the text in Luke can be read as registration before Q was governor of Syria. Hmm. So example, that Luke was actually referring to a completely different census through this understanding of Greek word has been rejected by scholars. So here's the point. 
there's confusion of exact dates because some scholars would say no there was a there was a he's talking about the consensus at this time and then the others are saying Tertullian says well no that wasn't a very big deal back in that time so it couldn't have been during that time and so they're trying to figure out well we do know that it was that there was a census we know that because the bible talks about it and we know that king herod was actually um uh that was weird. We know that King Herod was actually uh, a um, uh, the king during that so, time. So, so Pete hesitated there because he put thumbs up on his phone. So if you're watching us on YouTube right now, um, apparently Apple has added this new feature. When you put thumbs up on your camera, fireworks go off in the background. So what distracted Pete right there was just fireworks as he's talking about the birth of Jesus. Isn't that awesome? That's just awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Apple. <laughs> So, so not that we're probably confusing people. So we're, what we're saying is we're, we're trying to give you how they've come to that conclusion, how they come to when Jesus's birth was and what time. And so we're estimating maybe four, three BC. Um, and it's based off of Herod. And so this is based off the census and how they've tried to come to this conclusion. They didn't just make this up people. Yep. There was actual, a lot of study to try to figure out that. Yeah, and once you understand that they didn't, somebody didn't flip a switch at zero and start counting, that this has all kind of been backed up, yeah. then it makes more sense of why, oh, okay, that's why it's not exact. Well, they just do, everybody's kind of best estimates. Well, that's why, you know, in, in later in history, like in the 500, we're going to talk about this yep. now, is the ADBC. Yep. How did that come about? That was another, you know, thing that they put in place to help us understand exactly you know, time in history. And so we've been using that ever since. So. For a long time, yeah. but not since zero. So no. I think that's the part that kind of blew my yeah. mind. I'm like, it's just something I never really thought about. All right. So let's jump into that. The, the Anno Domini, how do yeah. you say Domini. it? Anno yeah. Domini dating system was devised in 525. You hear that? 525 years later Yeah. by Dionysus. Yeah, there you go. Dionysus, 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 oh my goodness, e. to enumerate, <laughs> to enumerate the years in his Easter table, Easter, is that like where the ham and you put all this? No, stuff? because oh. remember we going back to Easter, we can kind of settle based off the Sabbath of kind of when that actually took place. Yeah. So we have a little bit more accurate records to Easter than we do to um, December or to a, to a birth part. So his system is based off of that. So he um, replaced it with Dio, whatever, Cleo Shun. So era. Yeah, ahead. era that had been used um, in the older Easter tables as he did not wish to continue the memory of a tyrant who persecuted Christians. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. The last year of the old table, Dio, Cle D, A, yeah. oh my goodness. Yeah. Diocletian Anno Martyrium yeah. 247 was immediately followed by the year of his table, yeah. Anno Domino 532. AD 532. Yep. When Dionysus, <laughs> killing me here, yeah. devised this table, the Julian calendar years were identified by naming the consuls who held office during that year. Dion D Dionysus himself stated that the present year was the consult consultship of Probus junior i can yeah. say junior that i yeah. got so which was so again so their dating system was based off of who was holding counsel so off of people so when they went back through history all the way back to jesus's time so yeah. this is 
So you got to remember Rome was in charge here. Okay. So Roman governments were a whole different advanced system than anything else during that time. And so we based off a lot of our culture and a lot of everything that we get back comes back through the Roman Roman time. And so they based a lot of their system, their calendars off of the councils, right? So this is where AD is what we'll call him. Uh, he went back to Probius Jr., uh, his system, and they found out, okay, here's how many years after Christ that they can count to know. Yeah. And that's where he came up with 525. That's years. fascinating to yeah. me. So yeah. if, if Pete was living in the year 300, he wouldn't write on his check, December 25th, 300. No. that It no. didn't even exist yet. No. The counting system didn't exist yet. That's why they would say the year of, and then whatever the name of. But that, that didn't start program. until, oh, the year of our Lord. Yeah. So well, they would start saying the year of our Lord, but that didn't start until the 500s. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. So I'm not saying that. So like when you read Paul or you read some of our Old Testament, they would say the king of Asa, the year of blah, 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 blah. Uh, and so that's how they would then track the system is based off of that. So, uh, so they would write December 25th, yeah. third year of Biden. Yeah. And then they would then track back how many full moons, right? How many full moons were during their cycle? So they were from this time to this time. This is how many full moons. This is how they were able to track. Fascinating. How long, or even the stars. So there's a lot of different things or Sabbaths in, in Israel. How many Sabbaths did they serve? How do they, so that's no how they, they came up with a new system. That's confusing. Yeah, but they had it down. They knew it just like we know ours. So he was, so here's AD going, okay, wait, let's, let's start this at Probius Jr., which he was the council at that time. Okay. That was in 525, right? So he, he says, okay, now let's take that back to how many years back that will give us to the incarnation. That's where he came up with the 525. He didn't have the 525 then. He was just basing it back off the councils, what they had records of. Then he says, okay, the year now is 525. Boom. Let's go. That's it. That's okay. where we're starting. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Don't don't bang tables. Okay. Okay. So um are we done with the discussion on that? No, no. No, we, yeah, we, you without need to starting. Go ahead. Where do you want me? Um, see the diet 80 where it says 525 years earlier. Yeah. Right there. Okay. So without stating that specific year during which the birth or conception occurred. However, nowhere in his exposition, again, again, this is back to that the guy's name I can't pronounce, right. of the table, de, oh, here it is, is Dionysus relate his epic to any other dating system, whether consulate, Olympiad, oh, cool, year of the world, or renal, yeah. regnal year of Augustus, right. which less much less does he explain or justify the okay. underlying day. So he didn't use any of these other previous things. Right. That's created that up something new. So there was a bunch of different things that were there that people would use. Now but that makes you're sense. You're talking that it was confusing. It was. So he was trying to eliminate all the different systems. Uh, come up with one. And well, he was, everybody would understand. He was saying, okay, this is, you're too, it's too confusing. It is. So he says, okay, let's eliminate that. And let's just come up with one. And we've been using it ever since. So, so we can assume. So we need to say thank you to Dionysus. <laughs> right. Thank you, Dionysus. So again, we're talking about this because we're trying to figure out the birth of Christ. So it's just funny, but this is all needed to be discussed if we're going to try to really understand when he was actually born. So we can assume that the date is close, but not an exact date. Bonnie Blackburn and Lee Frank Holford Stevens briefly present arguments for 2 BC, 1 BC, or 81 as the year of Dionysus intended from the nativity of the incarnation. It is not known how Dionysus established the year of Jesus' birth. 
two major theories are that Dionysus based his calculation on the Gospel of Luke, which states that Jesus was about 30 years old, shortly after the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, which he died in about AD 28, based off of AD's uh, calculations. And hence subtracted 30 years from that date, where that Dionysus counted back 532 years from the first year of the new table. Another possibility is that Dionysus tried to follow the works of ancient historians such as Tertullian, Euspius, and Epinanius, all of whom agree that Jesus was born in 2 BC. Lord have so mercy. I would, so personally, I would go back to Tertullian because I've studied Tertullian's work, um, not as much in Euspices, and say that it's probably close to 2 BC. <clears throat> so again, we got Herod. We know Herod great. So we have to look when did Herod die? Um, Jesus, they, it looks like he was probably two years old at the time that he died or time that that decree was given. So we could say that maybe he was born in 2 BC. That would give us, you know, more accurate based off of AD's kind of records. Yeah. Anyway, that's how we've gotten to where we are today. So I remember we had a discussion about when, when was Easter. And I think we came up with like best guess was like 29, 29 AD. Yeah. So this would make Jesus 30 or 31. I would think he died, which sounds pretty close, right? From 30 to 33. But I think we're probably spot on right there. So, I mean, and that's kind of, so this is fun talking about this and everybody's like, well, I'm all confused. Well, <laughs> yes, just, we are too. <laughs> so just know, yeah. <laughs> when you study this, there's just so much involved in, um, you know, coming to a date. Um, so that's what we're trying to do is we're given a brief, like, listen, people, there's, you can, I, I read for hours upon hours on this. Um, and this is just a brief overview, but this can give us kind of an idea. All right. Awesome. Despite the modern celebration of Christmas in December, neither the Gospel of Luke nor the Gospel of Matthew mentions the season for Jesus's birth. Scholarly arguments have been made regarding whether shepherds would have been grazing their flock during the winter, and some scholars challenging a winter birth for Jesus, and some defending the idea by citing the mildness of the winters in Judea. And rabbinic, yeah, rabbinic. Rules regarding sheep near Bethlehem before February. I got to hear about this. Yeah. Well, again, so now we're going to kind of shift it again. So we're going to go right back to what we know of the gospel. So now we're forgetting about the year. Now we're going to, we're going to narrow it down to December 25th. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> no. So we're going to kind of do our best to. Yeah, that's funny. So we're going to kind of do our best to try to narrow it down based off of what we know of the Bible. So bottom line is that here, here's the other thing is, before I even get into this, is why does not, why did God not give his disciples to talk about, tell him to talk about his birth? Why did they not do that? Why did he not just help us with all of this? Why do we have to guess? It's unimportant. Unimportant. What's important? He was born. That Jesus is here. Yeah. And so I think the that's, of his birth. I think so, there's a reason why so you don't idolize a day instead of idolizing so, savior. Right. So, so many people like put all this effort to try to figure this out and they make this a big deal. We're doing it to have fun. We just want our audience to be educated of what's gone into trying to figure this out. But the bottom line in our heart is that it doesn't matter. What matters is that he was born and what he did. 
with that birth. And we, should, we know he was really born in April, like all great people. Right. But he should <laughs> be you, you're saying, but he should both Bob and I's birthdays in April. So you guys know, but he should, but he should, um, um, that he doesn't want us to celebrate the birth. He wants us to celebrate really what he did and yeah. understand his purpose of it anyway. and who he is. So the bottom line is that the time of the year that Jesus was born is a matter of some debate, but the exact time of Jesus' birth is nothing to do with dogmatic about. Given the Bible's lack of detail of the subject, of course, the traditional date of celebrating Jesus' birth is December 25th, but the Bible nowhere points to his being born in midwinter. The one alternative theory is that Jesus was born sometime in September. The problem with using calculations that arrive at a September birth of Jesus is we aren't sure exactly when the Abijah division of priests served. The priestly divisions were created by David and instituted during Solomon's reign. We know that because of 1 Chronicles 24, 7 through 18. But the Babylonian exile required a reset of the divisions and their rotation. And we know that in Ezra 2. That's what it says. So Zechariah's division could have served in mid-June. But other sources calculate Abijah's um, course to have ended in October 9th of the same year. An October conception of John would place Jesus' birth in December or January. So wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. If he's conceived in October, he's not going to be born in December or January. That doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm confused. A conception of John would place. So remember, Explain we have Explain that. Oh, John the you got to back it up to John the Baptist. Yeah, John the Baptist. So maybe that's a good idea. You kind of bre- kind of brushed over Zachariah's division. Because they're saying that John the Baptist was six months older than Jesus. So that's what, what they're saying. Yeah. So what what does all of what you just said about the timing and the 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 <laughs> the, the, the rabbis and all of that stuff? So Zachariah, what's that got to do with so Jesus? It, you got you got to you got to build that bridge. There. I will. Because most people aren't going to understand. No, I know John I, the Baptist. I was planning on it. Okay, good. So the whole, you got to remember there's gaps in history. So this is kind of what we were talking about before. When Israel went into the Babylonian system, there was a gap. Okay. When they went into captivity, there, there was um, priestly divisions, priestly that were instituted by Solomon, all of these things that took place. They no longer had records on that. So we know that Israel was in captivity for 70 years, but we don't know exactly when um, the certain activities or the, you know, the Abijah, the priest and what they were doing, what time of the year. So when they went back, they reset it and they started their count all over again. So with that said, it now comes back to, okay, well, how do we trace that back? Well, we still have months in between. Like we can, we probably would say we're about six months to eight months where we don't exactly know if it started at this time or if it started at this time. So they're basing it based off of what we do know from Ezra 2, from the reset, back to John the Baptist, because we know the time that he was born. So we're estimating that to be around October area, and that he would have been born around December, January, and then Jesus could have been born six months later. Because because we know Elizabeth and... And Mary were pregnant at the same time. But yes, but we still have that six month window where we're not sure. So if we back that up six months, then that will place Jesus then at the December time versus the September time. Does that that make sense? So there's a gap there. And so again, we can't know for sure, but I think God did it on purpose. You know, he's again telling us, is it a big deal? No, he doesn't want it to be a big deal. He just wants you to know that there's a reason why he come. Now let's study why did he come? Why did he come as a baby? 
And, and what was his purpose for being a baby and fully flesh is so that he can live a life the way that we live so that he can teach us how to live that life, a holy life. You know, when he was fully God and fully man, what, 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 what Jesus was telling us is that he leaned when he was in the flesh, he leaned on the father to be holy. He, he leaned on it because he still had the desires to eat, to sleep. He still felt pain. He still had to make decisions in the flesh, but he, he leaned on the father, him and the father were one, right? And when Jesus ascended into heaven after his birth, he breathed on us the Holy Spirit. And what he was saying is, I'm giving you the same weapon, the grace that I've that I had as fully man, fully God. I'm now passing that onto you. And now you have my grace. You are now being breathed with the Holy Spirit so that you, I showed you how to live a holy life on earth. Now you have the opportunity through the power of the Holy Spirit, not by my might, nor by my power, but by the spirit, the Bible says of the Lord, I can now live holy as well. And Jesus taught us that. So that is the reason why he was born as a baby and lived his life accordingly. So we have to understand the context here. And so that really helps us now. Oh, so that's what we're celebrating. We're learning. We're celebrating. Thank you, God, for your birth. Thank you that we get to celebrate this. But thank you more than anything else that you lived a perfect life. You lived as a human in the flesh and taught us how we too can live according to the will of God. So good. Experienced everything that we experienced, except a, for one thing. What's what? one thing he never experienced? Death? Well, he did it at death. What? Sin? What it feels like to sin. Yeah. 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 All right. But, so, he know, but he knew temptation. Yeah. And he denied it because he knew temptation to the point of spilling or sweating blood. And so that night when he was had to give his life up, he sweated blood because the temptation was, I want to get out of this. Lord sure. Father, Take you this know, cup from me. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So have we have we denied sin to the point of sweating, dispelling blood, where the temptation was so great? No. Just imagine the evil, the forces that were coming against him in that night. And he was able to escape without sinning. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. All right. All right, so to conclude our discussion of when Jesus was born, no one knows for sure in what month Jesus was born. Oh, there you go. It could have been December. Maybe not. It could have been September or I think, I mean, the odds odd winter, April. We, we it had can, to be April. We can do a show just on April, an <laughs> April stance, but we're just going to make it generic. No, it's all good. Again, because yeah. it really doesn't matter. It, it, the it April show matter. goes off to kind of the Sabbath. So when they want to do the April thing, they go back and say, okay, he was born and he died all in the same month. So I don't know. All right. So usually supporters of April and September dates are reacting against the fact that some ancient pagan holiday was celebrated in late December. And Christians should never celebrate something during these months. But it should be noted, yeah, but again, if he was born then, then what's wrong with celebrating it? Right. So whatever. But it should be noted that Christians' observance of December 25th has nothing to do with paganism today. In fact, next week, thank you. Next well, week. Actually, we're not going to do this. So <laughs> oh, we're going to change. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We, so we, we were talking plans. about that we were going to do a pagan, talk about a pagan holiday, how that came about. But we're just not going to get into it. I don't think it's that important. The bottom line is some people say, well, we should never celebrate Christmas because it's, you know, our culture and it's a pagan and we're just losing the point. A lot of people do we'll that. Slap them. And, and so here's the point. We celebrate this holiday um, in, in all of the festivities and activities of giving gifts and serving and all of that. If we're doing it and missing the reason why, because this should be a time of remembrance. Remember, 
uh, God told Israel all the time, build pillars, right? He would always tell them, go build the rocks of pillars well, to stones. remember. Yeah, the stones. To remember what I did here. Yeah. So we're celebrating Christmas as a time to remember what Jesus did. The importance of his birth was he came to demonstrate and live a life, like we just said, so that we know how to live the life the same as he did. He Amen. showed us what it meant to live holy and to live pleasing. Why do we live holy and pleasing? Because our life apart from Christ is miserable. In the world system, it's dog-eat-dog -dog world. It's it's horrible. It's hurting. It's it's painful. It's negative. It's it's uh, bitter. It's it's hate. All of this is in the world system. Jesus came in that world system, and he says, when you live holy and you live for me, live according to my purposes, I will bring you rest. I will bring you peace. I will bring you unspeakable joy. I will bring you a life that's worth living and purpose that's worth doing. And only in Jesus can we have that. Apart from Jesus, we don't. So why? what he did on his birth is to give us an example by living that life to starting from the very beginning and working up so that you know we can now have eternal life uh, by believing in him. So we only scratched the surface of this debate on when Jesus was born. Uh, our point in bringing this to our audience attention is, that it doesn't matter. What matters is that Jesus was actually born and who he says he is, who he says he is, and history proves that this is fact. And so we cannot deny the fact. No history will ever say that Jesus never came. None. They can try to all they want. There's so much evidence the contrary. So we can take that to the bank. Now, if you're listening to this and you haven't given your life to the Lord, many are saying, well, how do I get saved? And how do I, you know, maybe believe in Jesus? Well, you could just repent of your sins right now. You can just ask Jesus to come into your heart. You just say, Lord, I, I pray, I for, ask you to forgive me of my sins. I repent of my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I want to start living according to your word and your truth. I want to start living according to what your Bible says. And I want to uh, believe that you died on the cross and rose again on the third day. Not only that you lived and were born, but that you died on the cross and rose again. And, and sit at the right hand of the Father so that I can have eternal life. And, and that was the main reason for him to come, not only to show us how to live in this world in, in a holy way, but also to give us uh, a way and access back into the Father, with the Father. Because apart from Jesus, we're separated from the Father. Apart from Jesus, we have no access to eternal life. We have hell and damnation. The Bible says that we will all uh, fall, uh, all bend our knee before God and have to confess. And Jesus one day will ask you, says, did you believe in me? Did you live for me? Did you surrender your life to me? Or did you live your life for your own self? And uh, if you chose to live your life for your own self apart from God, the Bible says that you'll be cast into hell for all eternity. But the Bible says that if you surrendered your knee and you bowed your knee to him and you, you've confessed him as Lord of your life, the Bible says that you'll live with him for all eternity. And if that is your choice, then the Bible says that all the angels in heaven are going to rejoice with you. They're going to have a party. And uh, we would love to hear that uh, about that if that is you. So, Bob, how could they get a hold of us if they've given their life to the Lord? Thank you, Pete. That's awesome. First thing I would say is just go to our website, theriotpodcast.com. Click on the No God tab, scroll down there, and there's a place where you can give us your contact information, reach out to us. We can share with you uh just celebrate with you. And, and if you have any questions, we can share uh, those answers with you 
through that platform as well. You can also go to any of our social media sites. You can go to Facebook, you can go to Twitter, you can go to uh, YouTube and uh, just comment on our on our feeds there and we'll be happy to get back to you. Man, we love responding to our our our, um, our listeners in the, on those portals. So um, don't be afraid to reach out. We would love to hear from you. And Pete just he dives right in there. He'll 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 get into discussion with you and everything. So it's uh, it's it's a great way to reach out. We would love to hear from. You. So what else? Merry Christmas. I just want yeah. to say that Merry yeah. Christmas. And and our executive producer has given you a new name, Pete. What? So going through all these Greek names, the Roman names, and all of this stuff, we have a new name for Mac Daddy, and what it's, is it? it is this: it's Magna Magnatius Daddyo. So Magnatius I like that, Daddy Magnatius Daddyo, or MD for short. Okay, she has a new name for you too. Oh no! And her, your new name is Bob Nicius Boliadius. <laughs> Bowling idiot? What? Bull, what was that? Bull idiots. <laughs> Man, I, I, Bob Inicius, I, Bull I, resemble idiots. That, I resemble that comment. <laughs> you guys have an amazing week of worship. God bless you all. Thanks for listening. And you don't want to miss next week's show. All right. Be blessed. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.